everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leader in Red, hosted by myself, Natalie Hansford. It is a Saturday afternoon and it snowed for the first time yesterday. It's November 2nd. I know that I live in Canada and specifically Ontario. Usually we don't get snow this early. I mean, it always kind of snows and disappears and snows and disappears but like november 2nd absolutely not i'm not having anything about it i don't want any part of it i want the snow to go away i'm not ready for winter winter is so long here and it makes me so cold and miserable so i'm hoping to keep warm this winter since apparently it's already come even though we've only had like two weeks of fall Fall is like my favorite season of the entire year, and it's only two weeks long. It's so annoying. So this episode is going to be about young females in the workplace. Now this week I did a mini training series on my stories on Instagram. If you haven't already followed me, at Leader in Red Podcast, go check it out. It's fire. <laughs> so I did a mini training series on my story this week, and I got a lot of really great feedback on it. People loved the topic. People wanted me to do an entire podcast on it. I was getting some DMs. The engagement was high on this, guys. And firstly, I just want to say thank you. Like, I am so happy that you guys are liking my podcast, you're listening to it, you're giving me so much feedback and it's getting me pumped up to continue to do this. Making a podcast is hard, especially because although we say numbers don't matter, it's kind of killing my ego sometimes. But in the last couple of weeks, it's been boosting up really quickly and I'm getting so amped up. And usually a lot of people near the end of the year kind of just slow down, relax, and they just wait until the new year happens. But this engagement, guys, is getting me so fired up and I want to continue giving you good content, which is why I'm kind of making this entire podcast because you guys like the topic so much on young females in the workplace. So I wanted to talk about it a little bit more. And of course, I am a young female in the workplace. If you didn't get to check out my mini stories, I'm gonna kind of recap everything and I'm gonna continue. So if you haven't already, you can go head over, but feel free to continue listening to this episode and we can go and dive a little bit more deeper than I did in my mini story series. So honestly, just to start off, I am 25 years old and I'm in the workplace. I started off in a position of a co-op student and I was getting paid $0 an hour. I had to drive about an hour to work every single day and I was still not getting paid for that role. Hurt my ego a little bit, but I did it mainly to learn and it was a requirement for my co-op to even graduate in the first place. A lot of students that I went to school with was not taking unpaid co-ops. It was like their mission. I'm not taking a co-op unless it's paid. This is bullshit. Like us students don't deserve this. And like, I totally understand that whole scenario and that people should get paid for their work. But I was put in a situation to fight. Like because I wasn't getting paid, it made me want it even more, to be honest. And I worked my ass off in that co-op. And of course, I still have a position there now. And that's the same company I work for now. 
I started off as a co-op student and I didn't let that role or that title kill my vibe, if you want to put it that way. And I did fight for being a young female in the workplace and being considered an intern or a co-op student in, in your typical co-op and intern placements. Most of the time you're getting coffee, you're getting donuts. But in my position, I did take this role because I knew I would learn. And that's just one tip I have to tell you young females going into the workplace is don't settle. Don't take the first job or the first position that comes your way just because you're tight for money. And I totally get it if you got to take that um, because you're tight for money and you got to continue work, but just don't settle. If you got to do something on the side while you're still trying to find something a little bit more permanent that you're going to be happy with, then do that. Like we've all been there. I was bartending before I actually found something that I really liked and I just didn't settle. I searched for six months and I didn't want to take the first thing that fell on my lap. I wanted to see the different industries and environments and cultures and see what fit my personality and my needs. So my first tip, and it's just, it doesn't even have to do with anything I'm talking about in this podcast is just don't settle for something because everything I'm going to be talking about in this podcast right now is based on a job that you actually see potential in and that you actually want to prosper in and be more confident in and show the bosses that you know your shit, you know what you're talking about, and you have the confidence to succeed within this company and this industry. So first and foremost, if you're in a position that you don't really find yourself loving or maybe you're just not comfortable in, then continue looking, listening to this podcast and I will try and give you the best tips possible to making sure that you are confident in the workplace and you're going to be that person that everyone wants to come to for answers or questions because I will tell you firsthand, it's one of the best feelings in the world having someone come up to you and actually ask your opinion. So I think I will just get right into it. So my first tip for all you young females that are in the workplace that are just trying to get ahead is stop worrying about what others are doing in their life. I said this in the mini series. This is one of my first tips that I gave, and it's so true. Sometimes, especially with social media, we get so caught up in what our peers or our family is doing that we actually forget about what's actually going on in our life and if if it suits us or if it fits our needs or if it's what we even want. Sometimes we just see things and we want it because we don't have it, but we don't think about actually if we want it long term or we just want it because someone else has it everything that you're doing right now is exactly where you need to be and just because you're not exactly where you want to be in your career right this second doesn't mean you're not going to be there and get there focus on yourself your career your confidence and your hustle and professionally you will get where you want to be as long as you don't give up It's so cheesy, but it's true. As long as you work hard, you're going to be able to accomplish things that you never thought you could before. So focus on you and let's stop worrying about the person that's next to your Instagram post or beside you or two desks over at work or a family member. Number two is share your opinion without having the fear of being rejected. 
This is another point that I had in my mini training series, and it's so important. And I was very guilty of this until the most recent years of my profession. Understanding that it doesn't matter who you're talking to, there's always going to be that chance that they don't agree with your idea. Not everyone is always going to agree with what you are saying. And when you're listening to someone, there's a chance that you also might not agree with what they're saying. Everyone has a different train of point and understanding of something that's going on. So getting past the fear of having that rejection is going to make you succeed so much better with confidence within the workplace, especially when you're a young female. A lot of the times having that stigma of being a young female is strictly because there's that image of you being this small little girl that's scared of getting hurt or doesn't want their feelings to get hurt and we're emotional and we're all these things that are just not true. So it's a matter of making sure that you can show them you have the confidence, you have the balls, if you want to say it that way, and you can prove them wrong that you have this integrity to not care if you get rejected. Constructive criticism is really important in the workplace and some people can't take it and some people can. And it's a matter of if you are that person that isn't good with constructive criticism, get used to it because you are not going to be able to go very far in your career if you aren't able to take constructive criticism, especially if you are going to be in a higher level of management or a part of the executive team. Stuff like this happens every single day, especially when you're brainstorming with a group of people, you're always gonna fly around constructive criticism. It happens literally every day in my career. So being able to have the confidence and know that it's okay if you get rejected, it's okay if you're wrong. When I was in grade school, I honestly, and I've said this before in my podcast, I thought I was stupid. I thought if I were to speak and say the wrong answer that everyone would make fun of me and think that I'm not smart or I'm not intelligent. So I wouldn't speak up, I wouldn't share my answers, and on tests, I would overthink and I would panic and I didn't wanna be wrong. Like I didn't wanna be wrong so bad that it actually affected my education. So it's being able to get past that, be the strong, confident woman that you are and share your opinion and if you get rejected then fine take a step back understand why they didn't like that idea and then maybe have a spin on it and meet in the middle and then you can come up with an even better idea and you wouldn't have even came up with this idea without the constructive criticism so knowing the fear of being rejected is always going to happen but just know that you will be successful if you're able to overcome that and have the confidence when you share your opinion or projects or ideas with someone that you look up to within the industry or your profession. Number three is understanding what you're good at and using it to your advantage. This takes a little bit of experience and testing your boundaries a little bit. Everyone kind of knows what they're good at because of the different industries they have been in throughout the years. So I really like the fact that I was in the restaurant and hospitality industry growing up because I learned a lot of my backbone from that industry. So I really enjoy that I do 
know that I can handle a really stressful situation because of it. And I know that I'm good at that. So being able to understand what you're good at and what your strengths are and using it to your advantage is going to help you in a professional way. And it's going to make you understand where if you want to be a part of a project that's really new, you know that you need that characteristic of yourself to be able to succeed in that project. It's super important to point those out, use them to your advantage, let people know what you're good at so that if there is something that maybe you're not doing right now, but may come up in the near future, they're going to think of you and be like, oh my gosh, Natalie's really good at that. Let's throw her in that project because we really need that experience with that characteristic of herself. So again, it's being able to recognize what you're good at, use it to your advantage. Don't be afraid to brag about it. Don't be afraid to tell people what you're good at and what you actually enjoy, because if they are a true leader and they actually want you to succeed in the industry and in the profession, then they're going to use every characteristic of what you're good at to your advantage to help you prosper within the company in your career. So on the complete opposite end of that is Of course, understanding what you're bad at and find a solution. So there's a couple different ways that people think about this and it's understanding what you're bad at and avoid it. (laughs) Don't do it. Like just for me, for example, I know I'm bad at snowboarding and I just don't do it. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fall. I don't want to have a bruise in my ass and I'm very okay with that. (laughs) But in your profession, in your career, you also have to understand what you're bad at. So for example, I really like sharing my ideas. So if I want to explain something, sometimes like I'll voice record myself and I'll listen to it and then I'll type it out because I like explaining things rather than like typing them out and writing them down. I don't really like the whole grammar editing aspect of anything to do within my profession. And I completely understand that. So I'll always have someone to like review it, read it over, double check that I'm not blabbering on because when I talk and I explain things, I find that I'm more to the point and I get my idea across. Whereas if I'm typing, sometimes I feel like I'm rambling on, which is sometimes the complete opposite for a lot of people. And it's kind of weird to say it that way, but it's true. And that's kind of what I do. And I know that that's a weakness of mine. So it's understanding what that is and finding a solution. So for me, it's getting someone to look over it, getting someone to share their ideas here, print it off, rip it apart, tell me what you think, and then I'll go back, I'll edit it. And then that's the final copy. So understanding what you're bad at and finding a solution. If that solution is as simple as downloading an app to check your grammar, then do it. If that solution is taking five days, letting it sink in, and then double checking it, then that's great. If that solution is downloading a system that's going to help you be a little bit more creative and show that boldness that you have within your career, then that's great as well. It's understanding what you're bad at and finding that solution that can help you be a better professional. And at the end of the day, if that one thing that you're bad at is something that is a lot to do within your career, then maybe let's switch it up. Maybe let's find something that you can succeed in, that you can show all the characteristics that you like within your profession, and then it can actually help you succeed. I hate to tell you this, and maybe it's the bad, I'm the wrong person to be telling you this, but if you're bad at what you do, you should probably switch up the career path. 
I'm just going to apologize for all the people that are just going to get better by this, but it's true. Being able to be a strong profession and confident in what you're doing, and if you're not confident in how you're going to succeed and you know that you just might fail, fail over time again, it's being able to find something that sparks your creativity, sparks that thing that just gets you running and going and that you're actually good at and you will be successful. So the fifth one I have here is work on your self-confidence. I am not saying that this happens overnight and I feel with the media nowadays, it's kind of affecting people and it's pushing them back a little bit. It's making everyone go a little bit backwards within the self-confidence. It's super sad. It's really hard to see. And honestly, as a leader, and if you are a leader listening to this, it is your responsibility to make sure that you're empowering the workers that you work with. It's so important. And if you're a colleague or an employee that's listening to this, it is your responsibility to make sure people around you actually feel empowered. So a lot of people are probably going to be like, what the hell? That's so bullshit. Like I'm only responsible for my own. But And that's true. But it's a matter of when you see someone doing something that's really good, tell them. It's the same thing in a relationship. You want someone to tell you that they love you. You want someone to tell you that you look pretty in that dress or that you look amazing in that tux. You want someone to actually tell you and show you that affection and love. And it's the same thing in the workplace. If you do something good on a project or you want that recognition of your hard ass work, then tell people when you see them working their ass off and hustling and doing a good job. And they're also going to tell you when you're doing a good job. It goes both ways. It's not just one-sided. There's not going to be one person coming up to you every single day and saying, oh my God, that's amazing. Like, good job. I really appreciate you doing this and contributing to the team and everything that you've done. It goes both ways. It's 50-50. So again, it's amping up the people that are around you that you're working with and that you appreciate their hard hustle. And that way, together, you guys will prosper. To get back a little bit on track is self-confidence is working on yourself and making sure that you do have that confidence at the end of the day. All these things that I'm telling you are going to help with your self-confidence and it takes practice. It takes that effort of saying, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. How bad can the outcome actually be? Like, who cares if you lose? Who cares if someone doesn't like your idea or doesn't like you? Like, who cares? So it's really important to just be able to trust yourself and know that everything you're doing is exactly who you are. And if you're proud of yourself at the end of the day, then you're doing something right. And I don't see anything wrong with trying your hardest every single day and knowing that self-confidence comes with failure and success, not just success. The sixth one that I have for you is practice your public speaking and communication. I'm saying this because this has really helped me throughout my career and my profession, especially being a young female in the workplace. A lot of the times, we don't really practice that. We don't really think it's that important to be able to communicate and effectively speak what's on our mind. So communicating is one thing. So being able to actually communicate and articulate our words properly and get our ideas across without blabbering on, like just getting to the point is one way of practicing. And the second thing is public speaking. So The reason why I say practice public speaking speaking is not because you're going to be doing massive 
meetings with a bunch of people in a boardroom and you're leading it. And maybe you are. And in that case, then absolutely practice your public speaking. But the reason why I say it is because when you practice your public speaking, you're practicing calming your nerves and still being able to communicate even though you are nervous. Some people will get nervous with just one person listening to you. So being able to practice that with maybe a group of 20, once you conquer that, speaking to one-on-one with a person is going to be a legit breeze. It's so important that you're able to communicate effectively to this person, especially if they're like the CEO or the president or something like that. It's being able to communicate effectively to them so they can take you seriously, that you're articulating your words, you're getting to the point, you're not blabbering on, and that everything that's coming out of your mouth is exciting and passionate and exactly what you wanted to articulate. And you don't walk away from that meeting being like, what the fuck did I just say? You're walking away from that meeting being like, I fucking kicked ass in that. I'm so excited for the results. So being able to practice your public speaking and communication is so important and it's going to help you with your self-confidence in the workplace. So please, everyone, one tip I would just give you is voice record yourself and listen to yourself. And if you can't understand what you're saying, no one's going to understand what you're saying. So voice record yourself, even if it's like a three minute clip, it doesn't have to be like a 30 minute clip. It's being able to practice how you articulate yourself, how fast you're talking, how slow you're talking, being able to find that perfect level and pace. That way, when you do speak to someone, you are articulating your words properly. You're getting your ideas across properly and you're going to be more efficient when you are speaking to people, especially in that higher level executive or maybe a board meeting. Maybe you are public speaking in front of 20 people. You have to practice in order to succeed in that. It doesn't just come naturally. Even though you might think that you're really good and you you have that confidence and you can walk into a room of 50 people and it doesn't matter, you still might not be making sense. You still might be talking too fast. You still might be talking too slow. So practice it. Even throw a video on so you can see what you'll look like, your gestures, if you're smiling, if you look mad, all those things matter. So practice makes perfect. The last one that I have for you, and this was also in my mini series, is believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then no one is going to believe in you. It is the first step in self-confidence is knowing and thinking you can actually do it because you can. As long as you're putting in the hustle, you're putting in that hard work, and you're working on yourself every single day, then you will be able to do it. It might not happen tomorrow or next year or next week, but it will happen as long as you continue with that hustle and you don't let anyone's opinion or constructive criticism get in your way. You're always going to have haters, and if you have haters, that means you have a voice. One more time, if you have haters, that means you have a voice. Haters are a good thing. That means that people are actually listening to what you're saying. This is really great. So keep up the good work, believe in yourself, and know that you are a boss ass bitch. Okay guys, well thank you so much for listening. This is a really fun podcast. I hope that the young females that are listening are going to be empowered or and are going to show up to work tomorrow being the best that they can be. If you are listening to this episode and you enjoyed it, be sure to screenshot it and share it in your story. Tag myself at Leader in Red Podcast. I'm so excited to see whenever you guys are listening to the episodes. 
And if you haven't already, I am doing a giveaway on my Instagram post. So it is available when this episode goes out, it'll be available for the rest of the day. And then it's going, it's ending today, technically when I am having this episode live and you have a chance to win a merch hat for Leader in Red. I know you guys have been asking about this forever. So I'm so excited to give this to you. So be sure to go check out the post, check out the instructions and enter the giveaway. This will not be the last giveaway, but if you have the chance to enter then please do. Okay guys, thank you so much for listening. I always appreciate you and I will catch you in the next one.